sing out this song and I'll be there by your side. Welcome back to Tivating Patiently. I'm your host, Elizabeth, and this is usually the podcast that highlights, dives deeper, and celebrates the work and accomplishments of our Tony-winning national treasure, Aaron Tveit. But this week's episode is going to branch out a little bit. Back in October, I had the opportunity to do an Instagram Live with Preston Taylor, who is a member of the Moulin Rouge National Tour. Preston started on tour as a swing and recently moved into the role of Flat Nine full-time, so he gets to be on stage for each show every single night. He is also an understudy for both Christian the Composer and the Duke, and I recently had the opportunity to catch his performance as Christian in Baltimore, and it did not disappoint. Aside from being a spectacular performer on stage, Preston is one of the kindest, most genuine people I have ever had the chance to meet. When he is interacting with his fans after shows, he gives them his full attention and is always gracious and humble in his interactions. Throughout our live conversation, Preston shared more about his journey to becoming a performer, seeing Moulin Rouge on Broadway with Aaron and Ashley, his time on tour, favorite moments, memories, etc. It was just a fun conversation and I can't wait to share it with you here. So without further ado, my conversation with Preston Taylor. Yay! Hey! <laughs> My heart was beating so fast. I was like, is this going to work? I know. Thanks for doing this. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh my gosh, me too. Are you kidding? I'm just happy we finally got a, just the perfect time yes. to do this. Yes, you called it, like, coming back in, so. Yeah. Yes. Is today a two-show day or just... Nope, just one. We uh, we opened last night in Buffalo, and uh, we had rehearsal this afternoon, and coming back for more tonight. So oh yeah, just did some errands and been running all over a city I don't know, trying to find stuff. And <laughs> go figure it out. And how long are you here in Buffalo? Uh, we're we're in Buffalo for another week and a half. So okay, uh, basically through Halloween. I think we leave November sixth. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, I'm excited. I'm glad we can do this. <laughs> Me too. It's gonna be fun. It's my oh. first live. I've never done a live before, so. <laughs> I've never done one with someone else joining, so I'm glad that this this worked. <laughs> Yay. That reality of the first time. Oh yes. Well, you're gonna be fine. We're gonna be fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I got a lot of questions. Most of them relate to Moulin Rouge and the tour and all of that. But awesome. I wanted to I wanted to ask you first because I've only asked you Moulin Rouge stuff at stage door. How did you get started in this world to begin with? Yeah. Um, well, so the first show that I ever did was Alice in Wonderland Junior at my junior high, and um, oh, I might need to turn off the intercom in this room. I don't know how to do that. Is that intercom? Fearing with my sound too bad? No. No. Okay. Um, yeah, I did uh, my junior high. I went to an art school uh, in junior high, and uh, they were doing Alice in Wonderland Junior. I wanted desperately to be the Mad Hatter, and I was cast as the March Hare. And, you know, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to – I was really devastated. It seemed so important at the time. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to have fun. And it was, like, one of the funnest things I've ever done. 
And uh, yeah, I've just literally since that day in seventh grade, I think I was 13, mm -hmm. I must have been. I just have been nonstop performing and acting and singing and uh, was never quite able to kick the the bug and now i'm crazy enough to be doing it for my profession <laughs> and i couldn't be happier you know um but i i did study it in uh college i went to brigham young university studied music dance theater there and uh yeah that's kind of a ask any more specifics you want but those are kind of the broad strokes of how i started were you in a lot of shows like in college a lot. Yeah, I did lots of uh, community theater um, at a local theater and uh, had some really awesome opportunities with leading roles there. And I did, you know, the required shows in college. I did Into the Woods. Actually, fun fact for the uh, the Moulin Rouge super fans, you'll know Libby mm -hmm. was our Nini on tour. Miss Libby. She's, she's left now. We all miss Libby. We love Libby. Uh, we both went to college together in the same program, and we did Into the Woods. I was Cinderella's prince, and she was Cinderella. Oh, that's perfect. Little known fact about us. Actually, some people in the company still, like, are surprised to hear that we went to college together. But, um, yeah, I did Shakespeare and Into the Woods and uh, Little Shop of Horrors, which was then canceled because of COVID. We did, okay. I think, four shows. And then, so, yeah, I did the full you know, the full college experience. And I was supposed to start working at some professional regional theaters, you know, in the next months after college, but COVID mm -hmm. shut everything down. So I think like most people, I was, I was getting 2020, it was going to be my launch pad. Mm -hmm. I was going to go. And then here I am in 2023 on my first Broadway national tour, you know, like it kind of took me a while to get the courage up to try it again. But now, now you're like right where you're supposed to be. Like, look what's happened on the tour. Just truly you're in there every night. Ex yeah, exactly where I'm supposed to be. And it's mm -hmm. such, it feels so right. And it's, it's such a dream show in every way. So I just feel so lucky mm -hmm. and so glad that like I chose to just keep going. Absolutely. It would have been so easy through many circumstances in my life to just say, yeah, Maybe I should like take the hint, but I just am kind of stubborn, I guess. <laughs> and I'm doing it. I'm really doing it. So, was there something that you would do if you weren't doing this? Like that—that that was like another thing in college. We had a business class, and we had a professor who asked us. He was like, "Honestly, mm -hmm. answer to this question: like, if you could not do musical theater." or, you know, acting for film or whatever. Is there anything else in this world that you would like to do? Mm -hmm. And I saw most of the people around me kind of being like, well, honestly, yeah, I think I'd be fine. And I just honestly have never been able to honestly say there was something else that I genuinely would want to do. Like, I just want to do this, you know? That's amazing. So I will say though, um, I've, I'm very into fitness. Personal mm -hmm. training is definitely always going to be a side gig of mine. But even that, I don't think I would want to be like my only thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're right where you're supposed to be and killing it. So, so. Oh yeah. For Mulan Rouge, this is your first one. Did you see the show, the Broadway show, before you auditioned? 
I did. did yeah, you just I see it with. It was. I saw it alone. Um, I happened to be in the city, um, and I had some free time. I had like a couple days. I actually I wasn't planning on going to see any shows. Uh, I had a couple days, and I I was able to go see three shows. And um, Moulin Rouge was like definitely one that I I was like I need to go see this. Who knows how much longer Aaron's gonna be mm-hmm. doing this? And you know, right. cut to he did it for like a whole other year after I saw it, but. Um, anyway, I think it had just recently reopened okay. when I saw it and I just was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and I literally remember thinking like, man, I feel like I would be so perfect for that show. And, and I just, for whatever reason, I just had this feeling of like, ah, it's probably never going to happen for me. And that was like a sad moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I saw it that first time. And then when I had my audition for Moulin Rouge, uh, before my callback, they actually sent me to go see the show again on Broadway. And Aaron was still, Aaron hadn't left yet. So I got to see him and Ashley. I saw him and Ashley both times. Okay. And they were phenomenal both times. (laughs) So, but that second time was very much like, it was, it was work. Yeah. I was studying. Yeah. your audition process like then like what did you have to sing like what did you sing or what was that like um so my initial audition was uh they requested an audition from me the the team and the casting agency um so they reached out to me and they said hey these are the materials we want it was some christian stuff and some duke stuff and um yeah they were basically like send this to us i think it was a tuesday and they're like send this to us by friday you know, mm-hmm. get taping. So I, and it was like a couple scenes, couple songs. Mm-hmm. So obviously the next three days, that was all I did. Right. Uh, <laughs> and I had a ton of help from friends and family too, kind of helping me tape. But uh, yeah, so I sent that in uh, Friday, I think Friday morning, a couple hours later, I got an email from them and they were like, great. Uh, can you come? Cause I was living in Utah at the time. I was planning on moving to the city later that summer, mm-hmm. if nothing panned out. But uh, they were like, yeah, come to the city on Monday. We'll have a work session. We'll send you the show on Sunday if you can get out here earlier. And uh, yeah, so then I had a work session. Um, So Tuesday, got the request. Friday, they were like, come to the callback. Monday, I did my work session with the creative team, which was such a good experience. Like, so it, it it just felt like, yeah, this is right. Mm-hmm. Like, these are people I want to work with. This feels good. Um, and then I flew back home uh, to be with my kids because I just was kind of like, because I knew that if I got it, I would start rehearsals the next week mm-hmm. and then I'd be on tour. Right. So I was like, well, I'm going to fly home, be with my kids for a couple days while I wait yeah. to see if I got this. And then, yeah, Thursday... Yeah, Thursday morning I got the call, and it just was like, "Do you want the story?" Yeah, yeah, that was gonna be my <laughs> um, next question. Like, what was that like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I literally remember because you know you kind of these things happen fast, especially mm-hmm. with rehearsal starting so quickly. Right. So I was like, I know that if I haven't heard anything by like Thursday, it's probably not gonna happen, okay. and that's okay. And uh, yeah, yeah, Thursday morning came around. And I got past that point of like feeling sad about it. And I was like, well, you know, didn't get it. 
And so I was, I was taking a shower. It was the morning. And uh, where I was taking a shower, I didn't have good cell service, but I would get like notifications mm-hmm. for things that I had missed. So I got a notification that I had a voicemail from the casting agency. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> so, you know, I like ran out of the shower, went somewhere where I had service and called them back. And yeah, they, uh, what did they say? They were like, um, they were like, uh, oh goodness. I, I'm sure my mom would remember because she was standing right there uh, okay. listening on the other end. Um, but yeah, they basically were just kind of like, Welcome. I don't even, I can't remember exactly what they said right now, but it was, uh, it just was the best moment. It was finally kind of just this like, yes, like this is exactly what I feel like I've been working towards for years and years and years and it's happening. And then obviously you have like the whirlwind of, okay, well now I'm going to be going on tour for a year and I have to like, just like, pack up and like make it happen so that was a whole other crazy thing but yeah I mean the casting process happens so quickly Mm -hmm. um but everything literally just lined up perfectly I had just finished a show a run of a show I was doing it just was it was perfect it was it really felt meant to be yeah honestly what was your first city that you went to uh I joined the tour we went out on the road in Houston okay yeah, they had been in Houston for two weeks before we joined, and then the six of us that joined at that time uh, joined for the last week of Houston. So, like, Houston, but Dallas really kind of felt like the first city because I was there for three weeks, did kind of the full. Who was with you? John was with you when you started? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was, it was me, John, Stephanie, Tommy, Sean Avery, and Jada. Okay. Yeah. Solid group. Yeah. It, it's the best group of people. Yeah. We call ourselves the Hohemians. Um, <laughs> we're a little fractured now because obviously John is gone and Sean Avery is gone. Uh, Jada is with us for all of Buffalo and she's actually on like all week this week okay. in the ensemble. And that's, she's such a star. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, yeah, it was a really great group of people to come up with. Yeah. No, you guys are all incredible. What was the first track that you went on for? Do you remember? Flat Nine. Okay. Yeah, the one that I'm currently doing. Okay. Um, yeah, Flat Nine, and it was uh, it was planned. I had lots of time to. I, I knew the dates. I knew. So that m- was almost kind of the most nerve wracking one because it was like. I knew exactly when it was going to happen. There were no surprises. And so I had all that time to just kind of like overthink it. And uh, then the next one I went on for was technically flat 10. Okay. Uh, I never did a full flat 10. It was a partial. We mm-hmm. had some COVID. Uh, and so I had to just do some like, I was moving sets and singing in chandelier. <laughs> um, and then I did the Duke next was my next uh, on and Christian. And those were the four, you know, those were the only four that I covered. Now it's just Mm -hmm. nine Christian and Duke. Mm -hmm. So one of my best friends was there in Philly when you had your Christian debut. Like, so what, can you talk all about that? Like, what did you know ahead of time? Did you find out that day? I found out the night before. Yeah, which is, 
you know, as a swing or even as an understudy, uh, that's usually what it is. Mm -hmm. Like I, most, you know, my family or friends are kind of like, do you have any dates for, you know, and it's kind of like, well, unless like someone is going on vacation, no, it's, it's really all just last minute. And it was so, um, yeah, man, there's so many things I could say about this. I found out the night before Mm -hmm. the show had just ended. It was, uh, oh goodness. I think I debuted on a f- Saturday morning, I want to say. It was a weekday. Oh, was it? Oh, gosh. See, I'd... I think so. <laughs> it's a blur. A lot of the details are a blur. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I found out the night before um, John needed to mm-hmm. call out uh, just for that one matinee, and he was, obviously, he was back on the next night. He just needed to rest, right. basically. And, uh, and John is just the best guy. I, I adore that man. He's so talented and he is just as kind and wonderful and loving as you hope he is. Mm-hmm. He really is. And he always had said to me that, um, he viewed, you know, when he is playing a role and he has understudies that cover that same role, that we're all collectively responsible for that role. And like, he's the one who does it most of the time. He's the one who tells the story most of the time, but like the understudies are just as responsible Mm -hmm. for like holding that story and being able to tell it. And that was such an empowering thing to hear. Cause you know, sometimes it can feel like an understudy, like you, you need to like fade to the background and like, you know, but with John, you know, with John and with Christian currently too, like, it's just not that way. Like it's very much viewed like, you know, I'm going to do this most of the time. And if I need you to do it, you'll do it. So he was super encouraging. Um, and yeah, when you find out it's going to happen, you kind of can't overthink it. It's just kind of like, it's going to happen. So mm-hmm. what am I going to do to like make this work? Right. Um, so yeah, uh, the debut itself, like I said, is such a blur. Mm-hmm. I have much more clarity about when I have my mid-show swing on for Christian. Yeah, because my brain was just (laughs) sharp but um no the debut was beautiful i had some friends libby and i had some mutual friends who were coming to see the show that afternoon anyway and i was supposed to be on for flat nine um so they were coming to see you know libby and me in the ensemble (laughs) they showed up to my christian debut you know um and i just felt so much love and support Mm -hmm. from stage management and the cast and and you know, just everybody, uh, it, and, and it was not perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't really want it to be, you know, it was like, I have, I've rehearsed this very little mm-hmm. and I've, I had one put in and that was my one time really that I've done any of this on stage. Uh, so you kind of just have to have grace for yourself of like, Christian is a marathon and if you are going straight from like nothing to marathon it can be a lot sometimes but um mm-hmm. I felt pretty proud of it you know it was a really hard thing and mm-hmm. I felt I felt really good about it and so. you should that you're right it is a marathon and you just jumped right in so I mean that's amazing I wish I could have seen seen your Christian maybe I will at some point <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sure at some point yeah I'm sure there'll be dates and times yeah. that we can in the future. I'll, I'll know more in the future, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you will. So you said you mentioned your mid-show 
swing on like when that happened like what went through your mind of like I can't I, I feel like that, I feel like I, just for me I would prefer that so I don't have time to think <laughs> yes and now I know that mm -hmm. at the time yeah. <laughs> well at the time you don't really have time to think about what you're thinking you just are kind of like because let me paint the picture for you this okay. is exactly what happened mm -hmm. um I was in the mode of very much kind of like in my own because I was still a swing. So most nights I wasn't in the show, but we still have to be in the building yeah. for situations like this one. Mm -hmm. And um, I the show was going on, felt like everything was going great, just like it always is. And so in the Kennedy Center, it was our first week there. I still hadn't figured out the building. It was my first time. Mm -hmm. And there's an elevator to take you up to the rehearsal studio. Okay. If you don't take the elevator, you have to go up like six flights of steps to oh, get yeah. to the rehearsal studio. And I didn't know this. Yeah. So I get to the top of the six steps, shut up and raise your glasses about to start. I get to the studio. I'm fully out of breath. I'm like, all right, I'm going to sing through the whole show as Christian. That's what I'm doing tonight to keep you know myself ready and um i had just gotten there and an announcement comes over the backstage pa from stage management of like preston taylor we need you to your dressing room immediately <laughs> like right now um and it and i knew i knew exactly what was happening because like the urgency i was like it, it has to be christian because mm -hmm. with the duke you could you could really there's time yeah. like you could figure it out um so yeah, I ran back down the six flights of steps. I get down to my dressing room. They're like, John needs to call out tonight and you are going on for Christian. Uh, and our goal is for you to be on for your song. And Shut Up and Raise was like ending. Mm -hmm. Like the, the scene and I'm, well, actually I'm pretty sure uh, Firework was like about to start. Okay. And there's literally four minutes from that point to, to when Christian comes into the elephant. And so I had just a team of people around me throwing my mic on, putting my costume on. Uh, we didn't do makeup. Oh, this is a detail I forgot to mention. When I, I didn't, I don't always show up to the theater hair ready okay. like I should. <laughs> um, but that day, I just felt kind of like, eh, like I feel gross. I want to feel like a human being. I was gonna do my hair, just to like mm -hmm. feel good. And so I, at the beginning of the show, the show starts, and I just like did my hair. And I was like, I'll go up. I'll go warm up. I'll go sing. And so like there were things that happened that like made it a lot easier. Yeah. Um. But yeah, literally four minutes from the time I found out to your song got ready, was on stage, you know, the audience now has a fully new Christian they're looking at, like, you, he looks a little taller and his hair is totally different. And <laughs> Do you feel that from the audience? Like, do you, did they react or anything? Like, John was just there and then in come, in Um, I feel like, n no, 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 not really. I, I learned, because I, this at this one i also had a friend who was at the show okay. she lived in dc and she was like hey i know you're probably not on tonight but this is the night that works for me i'll see you after the show so she happened to be there for that show as well and she yeah. did tell me that people out in the audience were definitely like did he get a perm like <laughs> who's this but people honestly from what i heard from her people were kind of just like okay. well 
you know, I assume something happened and this is him now. And then they don't usually make that announcement until like intermission though. So they announced the intermission that, that I was on. And, uh, apparently there were people in the audience who were like a third one. Cause they thought, oh, yeah, you know, so, yeah. um, but man, it was honestly to, to date one of my, no, I think my most rewarding artistic experience I think I've ever had. That's awesome. And so affirming of just like, you have what it takes. Mm -hmm. You're good enough. You're ready. You've put the work in. Mm -hmm. And now in this situation where you have no other option and no time to prepare mm -hmm. this, like, this is what you have to offer. And I felt so good about it. Like, honestly, I felt way better about that show than I did about my debut. Um, it was an electric experience. I, I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was wild. <laughs> Just one of those things that you hear ha about happening and you're like, right. I hope that never happens to me. And Right. So I heard about it happening like once on Broadway, like when JoJo was on, she had a mid-show swing. I'm like, that's crazy. And then like right after like you had, I'm like, whoa. Like that really <laughs> And like that, and that's the reality is like the, the people who uh, are principals mm -hmm. on Broadway, on tour are stellar. Mm -hmm. They're stellar. They're so talented. They're so hardworking and they're so capable. Like, that's the thing is like swings and understudies really are a backup mm -hmm. because the truth is like these people have what it takes to do it eight times a week, yeah. which is so hard. Mm -hmm. It's so, so hard. Um, but it is just a reality that mm -hmm. everyone at some point needs help and backup, you know? Yes. So it's been really rewarding, um, to be able to offer that. Mm -hmm. That's all. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah. So, and you've also, all right. So sticking with Christian, do you have a favorite Christian moment or, or, um, scene? definitely, um, <sighs> My favorite favorite is Come What May. Um, I just love that song. I I have memories from junior high of listening to that song on the bus on my way to school over and over and over again. And just like, I hadn't, at that point I hadn't even seen the movie because I wasn't allowed. But I just had the, I had the most beautiful pictures being painted in my mind because it's just such an epic. And, and so like to the, the chances that I've had to sing that on stage, it just hits me. It's like, man, I, this song made such an impression on me when I was a kid and I'm here singing it. Plus that is really kind of the last moment where you get to see Christian and Satine's, you know, on stage private relationship. Yeah because everything else is kind of what goes wrong. <laughs> um, I love, I love doing that scene. And I, you know, both times I did the show, it was with, it was with Yvette. Yeah, both times I did the show, it was with Yvette. And I adore Yvette. Yes. And that scene was always just such a chance to just connect with Satine, mm -hmm. with Yvette. Mm -hmm. um, I'll always treasure those, those times, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. And I could keep asking you about Christian, but I want to ask. Um, <laughs> there's a so, whole other side. I know it is. So then you've also, so there's Christian, that earnest Christian, and then you've been the villain of the Duke. 
Have the villain. Not the villain. No, blah blah. No, he's absolutely the villain. <laughs> but he doesn't see himself that way. No, no. So what's it like being the Duke? Like, have you had a mid? You haven't had a mid show swing for the Duke. Have you known ahead of time for him? Um, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I had my Duke debut, it was planned, mm -hmm. and it was um, it was really nice. This rarely happens. He was going on vacation, mm -hmm. and um, so I knew I was going to have my Duke debut, and I was going to get to do five shows straight as the Duke, which was so nice because I really, you know, the debut is a little like. Mm -hmm. I just got to like hit my mark. I got to make sure I'm in the all, all the right places. Yeah. And then when you get to do more shows, you get to just like mm -hmm. sit into it and really like find your Duke or your Christian. Um, and so, yeah, that was really nice that from the get go, I was like, Oh, I know exactly who my Duke is. And I knew I had done all the work yeah. in rehearsal and preparation and everything, but like doing it, it was just kind of like, ah, yeah, like this feels good. This feels mm -hmm. really good. And, you know, I've gone on for the Duke 11 times, um, which thinking about it doesn't seem like that much, but um, I, the, it's the, it's the track that I would say I'm most familiar with and I'm, mm -hmm. and feels like home. Okay. I think mostly just cause I've done it yeah. most. Yeah. Um, I, I love the Duke. I love playing the Duke. I think especially because, like, I am not like him mm -hmm. at all. And so, and and first and foremost, I'm an actor, you know. Mm -hmm. I would say acting, singing are pretty even for me. But, frankly, I consider myself, my, my, my first passion is acting. And mm -hmm. so I love being able to jump into just this cool, mm -hmm. like, and of course he has many flaws and many things that are not okay. But... It can just kind of be nice to to inhabit that world for a yeah. little bit, you know. Yeah. I love it. So, I love the Duke. <laughs> so you, you said you you knew who your Duke was. Like, what what's something that you feel like you do that puts your stamp on like Christian on the Duke on your flat? <sighs> oh, that's an interesting question. Um, like John had the shimmy. I love many like that was. <laughs> That was you had the shimmy. We'll never forget the shimmy. Um, hmm. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, it is interesting because when you were, when you're a cover, when you're an understudy, it is a little bit, it's hard not to get, get into this mindset of like, I need to do what is done every night. Mm -hmm. Um, cause you do like there are most, there are many, many things that are just set. And you just do, you do it a certain way. Um, but I would say that my take on the Duke is I, I go pretty, pretty dark under the surface. Mm -hmm. And when it bubbles over, it's pretty uh, mm -hmm. intense. And that's not to say that Andrews isn't that way because it is, yeah. but I just think that since we're different people, maybe it like manifests mm -hmm. slightly differently. Mm -hmm. And that's part of what can be cool about like seeing different people play the same role with the same lines. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. 
And I don't know. I don't know Andrew's whole backstory, but I've got, you know, I've got the backstory all worked out. And uh, he is a very tortured soul who has always had control over people. And so he doesn't needed to show that side of himself. And it has to get pretty bad for it to come out. So, like, for me, that's kind of constantly bubbling under the surface. Mm -hmm. And I think that the thing I've heard from other people in the cast is like, oh, it just like feels like you're just kind of constantly on the edge of like, yeah. like snapping, but like in a very controlled way. So maybe, I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's my, no, that's my Duke. And Christian, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I can claim to like do anything that's like crazy unique, but I would just say I have big, golden retriever energy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is just christian yeah that's him anyway mm -hmm. um but i'm sure as i get more opportunities to do it i'll be able to and maybe i do maybe you could ask other i'm sure there are people in the cast who are like oh you do this okay. and no one else does this because yeah. when you're doing it you're kind of just like i'm i'm this person mm -hmm. I, I guess i i think less about like what i'm doing and more about like the intention behind it all so maybe if you Does do it, a live with someone else, you, they can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll ask. Does it take you a while to come up with like the backstory for when, like, for the Duke, or for, or you kind of just have it? No, no, that's just something I've always done. Okay. Um, and I don't, I don't like write it all down. Like right. some people will, will have a whole map, mm -hmm. and that can be helpful for some people. But I just, I don't know. I just kind of see it all in my head and it locks okay. and it's there and it, and, and it kind of, when I switch into that role, I can just okay. kind of tap into, okay. all right, this is the file for that. Yeah. And, um, and I'm always open to like new information. Like mm -hmm. sometimes I'll be rehearsing with directors and they'll tell me like, this was the intent behind this or like this was, and I'll be like, Oh, it doesn't really fit with like what I had thought. But now that I know, that let yeah. me just like incorporate that into my my thing but i feel like it's important it if is. you characters don't feel real mm -hmm. if you don't have a sense of where they're coming from because mm -hmm. we are all coming from very intricate personal stories mm -hmm. and we know our history and we know why we respond certain ways mm -hmm. and i feel like if you don't know that it can it can be hard to be believable yeah that makes sense. It's just me. me. It makes sense. All right. One more Christian specific question. I sent you, and I just want to see if you'll share your answer. I sent you that TikTok of what goes through Christian's mind when he's getting tossed uh -huh. through the air. <laughs> Do you want to share what you, what you said? Yes. <laughs> you and I asked John too, and he responded very differently. Oh, okay. I'll tell you what I said, and then you need to tell me what uh -huh. he said, because I'd be interested. Um, for me, uh, what I have to think of is clench your butt, clench your butt, clench your butt. Because when they throw you, mm -hmm. not you ha you're thinking about so many things, you have to throw your arms like this. Okay. And if you don't, if you don't clench your butt, then your legs just go down like this mm -hmm. instead of back. Uh -huh. So that's what I'm thinking. When I get thrown, it's just like, don't forget to clench your butt. Don't forget to clench your butt. <laughs> like, wasn't ready for you to say that as your response. Oh, so I'm just like, I'm I could car, tell. Like, dying. <laughs> I could tell. And then, I was like, this is just the truth. That's so funny. <laughs>
Because then I hear back from John and he answers as Christian. He's like, he must get to Satine. He must persist. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot more time like, to think about it. Yeah. He, <laughs> he really got to, he really got to dig deep into Christian. And I, I'm, I, you know, especially when you're being thrown across the stage, it's oh, like, yeah. I got to remember what the dance captains told me. Uh-huh. So that's yeah, it's just so funny. It's like to get that from you and I'm like dying. And then John answers as Christian, not as John. <laughs> And so sincere uh-huh. and so just, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. It's so funny. But thank you for sharing it. <laughs> You're very welcome. Yeah. Good to remember. <laughs> All right. A couple more questions. Do you have pre-show rituals before every show? Um, well, so for my first six months on tour, um, no. Because <laughs> most nights I wasn't in the show, and um, I would always you, you, I would always show up to the theater warmed up vocally just in case. Um, but now I, I'm you know I'm a couple of weeks into being on stage company, and so now for me, uh, always have to warm up uh, because Flat Nine uh, lives in Christian land, uh, very high tenor belty. Um, so always have to warm up. Um, I definitely always have to, I didn't eat dinner before the show last night and I regretted it halfway through. Always have to eat dinner. Um, I usually will drink some type of tea, usually just like a mint or a citrus something just mm-hmm. to kind of cope my throat. Um, that's pretty much yeah. it. Yeah. Not too much else. I used to do like the what's it called the uh, fog mm-hmm. vape wow like it? steam steam i used to steam but i just eventually learned that i was doing it because i saw other people doing it okay. and not because it actually helped me mm-hmm. <laughs> so um if i were going on for duke or christian um i would show up to the theater much earlier just to have a very you know relaxed good amount of time to get ready and warmed up and maybe run through some things quickly before the show. But now with flat nine, it's, well, there's some new things now. So I'm still having to kind of be like, okay, I have to be on cause I have to remember what it is now, but it's, it's a much more comfortable track. So I feel like I have to do less to right. every night to get ready. Yeah. So I don't want to, Pride too much, but like we all know that you guys were in tech for a week. Mm-hmm. Is are there specific, like? Can you share anything that might be like anything that you? I don't want to ask too specific. Like I have specific, no, you're good. But I is know. there something that you're gonna miss that was in the show that's not there, or is there something new that got added that um, you think is gonna look really good or or has been good? Honestly, the thing that has been the the best from this whole thing. And I will just say right off the bat, um, the best way to kind of see what the tour is now, obviously, is to, come. if you can, come. Because um, that way you can really kind of get your eyes on it. But the coolest thing for me was the chances that I got to go out into the house. Because most of the time I was backstage waiting for stuff. But there were times when I got to go out in the house and watch. And the show really looks the same. Okay. Like it looks 
exactly the same. It's this, it's the same spectacle you're used to mm -hmm. and it's on the same exact grand scale that you're used to. Um, there are just some practical updates mm -hmm. that come with, because I don't know if you know, so the tour in the first year and a half had mostly like long engagements. Yeah. Like they would be in LA for two months or, or DC for two months or, you know, Chicago, I think for like three months. So it's much easier to transport the show as it was mm -hmm. with long engagements. And now that we're moving to just two weekers, mm -hmm. um, practically speaking, it just makes sense to turn to, you know, kind of transform the set somewhat into a more transportable right. set. Yeah. Which is what every single Broadway national tour does right. that has the blessing of running as long as we are, mm -hmm. you know, um, there are no plans for the tour to stop as of right now. Mm -hmm. And so when that is the case, and we're very lucky that's the case, it's just kind of a natural thing to like shift into, yeah. okay, we're doing two weeks in each spot. So we need our load in process is very long with mm -hmm. what we had before. And now they'll be able to do it without just like murdering our technicians because they don't deserve that, you know? And that's mostly what all of this has been about. And okay. the beautiful thing is that the heart and just the soul and the life and the fun that you're used to with the tour is very much still intact, okay. um, which has been really nice. Yes. Yeah. So you mentioned that you now get to like go out in the house and watch more. So what is your favorite moment to watch of the show versus what's your favorite to perform? Um, my favorite to watch. Well, okay. Okay, I have two, okay. genuinely. The opener is, I just will never, I'll never get over it. Like the the sign raise and the curtain raising, seeing the silhouettes of the Lady M's and the can't get, like it's just such good musical theater. Um, but uh, Roxanne is my other one because, yes, because for the first six months on tour, when Roxanne would be happening, all I would be doing would be watching exactly where Christian went and what he was doing and what he looked like. And this sounds awful, but really for the first time in tech this last week, I was like just watching the dancers and I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, that's some hard stuff they're doing. That's really impressive. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, toxic, all of it, all the dance members. Okay. To toxic too. Every time I watch Toxic, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> the dancers in this company are insane. They're insane. No, you all are. All of you are insane. But I mean, always. So I know. Okay, a couple more. Like I could keep you forever, but I don't. I don't want to. Um, what is? Is there ever been a moment in any of your roles where you've broke? Or you've been with someone like doing like that they've broken and it's affected you. Like, in a funny way. <laughs> um, like broken character. Yeah. yeah, like in a funny something funny. Uh, um, definitely, and it happened the most recent time I was on for the Duke, uh, back in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I hadn't thought about this until you asked me. Um, back in Pittsburgh, during rehearsal scene two, which is the scene where. Uh, the Duke finally kind of catches on that 
something's okay. going on with Christian and Satine. Because Christian says, because she doesn't love you instead of him. Uh, he's, I was on for the Duke. Christian says, because she doesn't love you. And there is, you know, set silence. There's supposed to be a silent moment where the Duke kind of like mm -hmm. processes that, looks around for a bit, and then says, I think it's a bit more complicated than that, lad. And we're in that silence. I'm, you know, I'm acting, I'm reacting, I'm taking it all in. Oh, no, no, no. Wait, sorry. I was about to mix up two different stories. Rewind. He says, because she doesn't love you. And I'm about to head into the silence. And up in the balcony, there's a woman who goes, right? I mean, right? Like, so loud. And you could tell the people around her were like, stop, stop. But like, so loud, truly. Like, it's silent, and she's just like, I mean, right? And Kent was also on for Ziedler that night. Um, and I had never done my Duke with his Ziedler. Uh -huh. And I, I look over at him and I, I, I was very in it and I stayed in character, but Kent was definitely laughing. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll probably deny it, but I looked over at him and he was like, like he was <laughs> trying fighting for his life to not laugh. It's always um, the silence that you hear. <laughs> that ah, and you know. I, I'm just glad that she was so in it mm -hmm. to feel that she <laughs> needed to comment. Um, but most of, the, most of the time, everyone stays in character. Yeah. I, I, there were lots of times rehearsing with Yvette where we would laugh at each mm -hmm. other, but it was rehearsal. So. Yeah. So for like for the runs, like you said, it started off really long and then you've had shorter one, ones. Do you prefer the longer run? runs or do you like to keep moving like do you like philly was you know like i saw philly in dc dc you like lived there for a while yeah. and then so yeah what do you um i think i think i prefer the shorter okay the shorter uh we are really lucky two weeks is our minimum okay. uh there are a lot of non-equity tours that you know will be in a city for one night and then move mm -hmm. on to the next and that i could never do Mm -hmm. Um, and I applaud those who do it. I think they're amazing, but I know myself and I couldn't do it. Uh, two weeks is nice cause it's enough time to figure out the place and figure out your spots, stick to a routine. And then, uh, however, I will say DC, it was really nice. Mm -hmm. Cause after a while you're kind of like, Oh, I, I live here and I know how to get around and I know it was DC was really nice. I have to say. Um, but I, I don't know why. I think I kind of prefer these shorter stays. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so for DC, you had the big goodbye for mm -hmm. everybody. Like how, how was that whole, like even that week or just that last weekend, like that Sunday, like just as an audience member, I was a mess. So I can't imagine it what it was like was, for all of you. It was so sad. It felt, it felt like, yeah, it felt like I, like I was losing family members, like it, and it, and in a way that I wasn't prepared for, like I, that night, literally, I like left the theater and I just like cried and cried and cried. Like I didn't expect to react that way, but I just, 
I adore every single one of those individuals who left. And obviously, uh, Gabe had left, you know, the week before as well. Right. Um, it was just so many people to leave at once. And every one of them, just the best people, best friends, and such amazing artists, you know, like it just felt it did. And, and we had already met all of the people who were replacing them. So it's, it's mixed. It's like, you're so sad to be losing these people you love, but it's also really great because you already know that the people who've come in are so stellar and so amazing. You just don't have that history with them yet. Yeah. And you know, you will yeah. pretty soon. And I feel that way now. I'm like, Oh my gosh, every single one of these new people are stellar mm -hmm. and so great. Um, but man, that was such a sad night and it was an event and you know, you were there. Yeah. <laughs> it, it felt very like final. It did. Uh, it did. But it has been so cool to see how the show just kind of always goes on. And like there are these people who are just as capable and just yeah. as wonderful. And it's so cool to see the things that they bring mm -hmm. now and how the, the energy has shifted, mm -hmm. but in so many beautiful ways, you know? Yeah. Not really any negative ways, it's just different and wonderful. So. No, but it really was an event, that final show. Yeah. 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 It was like emotionally some... hard for like us watching it. I can't imagine yeah. for all of you to go through that, but. Yeah, no, I miss them. Yeah. I really miss them, I do. Yeah. yeah, I hope I work with all of them again. I hope so too. All right. I told her I would ask this question. Who is your favorite cast member and why is it Stephanie? <laughs> I would have said Stephanie even if I didn't know she asked the question. <laughs> She'd hurt me if I didn't say <laughs> Stephanie. Um, no, I, I don't have a favorite. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I will say, though, like Stephanie has been there for my whole experience. Mm -hmm. You know, literally first day of rehearsal, she was the first person I talked to. Mm -hmm. And we've just kind of been friends from day one. Yeah. Um, the same, well, you know, I, I always hesitate to, I, I love everyone. Yeah. Everyone's wonderful. Um, no, I, I do love, love Stephanie. Yeah. I love Stephanie. I just, I didn't, I don't want to put you on the spot. I just told her I would ask her if she <laughs> Yes, but, mommy, it's you. It's you, <laughs> Stephanie. I mean, all of you seem so close and you like, I mean, you have not necessarily you don't have a choice, but you're all together all the time. Like, is there, do you have a favorite outing or something that you all have done, like not on stage that you guys have gotten to do in a city? Yeah, yeah. Um, there will be times when the company will, you know, be like, hey, we're going to this barcade or hey we're going bowling or mm -hmm. so there sometimes there are like company organized activities or like rooftop mm -hmm. bar moments um those are kind of always the best when we're all yeah. just kind of at like a bar together yeah. and you can just kind of like float around and talk with everyone outside of like the work mm -hmm. context mm -hmm. and it's pretty understood like we don't talk work here okay <laughs> like here we're just relaxing and here we're yeah. um those are always really great because you can really bond with the people in the cast. Um, you know, when you're in the building, 
there is a lot of fun and there's a lot of play, but like, this is our job yeah. and like, we're here to do a job. So like, it's, it's a little different, right. but um, yeah, it just kind of happens organically more than anything. Like, and there are, you know, groups that'll happen on tour of different people who really like hanging out that will always do things on their own. But um, right. yeah, it really is just a great group of people. Yeah. I'm, I love being part of it. That's awesome. Yeah. Two questions like came up here. Let me see if you can see them. Um, we did most of these. Oh, do you have a favorite backstage moment? Uh, uh I have a couple. Okay. Um, and I'll say them quickly because I've got. Let's see. Okay. I've got about. I've got about six minutes. Okay. Um, there is one when uh, during Roxanne, uh, where me. I didn't start this. I became part of this tradition when I came into flat nine. Uh, me, baby doll and Arabia will meet up with, um, hair and wardrobe people backstage to say it always ends badly. <laughs> right. When that happens in Roxanne, cause we've just exited from, uh, chandelier. Mm -hmm. And like, before we go to our separate places, we all meet backstage and go, it always ends badly. <laughs> And the, this is one that I started um, with Risa, who is on our advanced wardrobe team. Uh, when, whenever I come off, I leave the opener, I come backstage, I change into my bohemian mm -hmm. look, and I grab the guitar that I strap over my back okay. to go back out for my mantra. Uh -huh. And we, when I took over flat nine, she just started doing this with me, and I love it. We, I grab the guitar and we go, it's time to get to our head. We like, and we like go crazy for like a good seven seconds. And then we go our separate ways and we do our show. Um, but it's just like little things yeah. like that, that you like look forward to, to like connect with people backstage. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. That's yeah. I love the people here. They're good people. I love the people there. And I, I miss you guys. Like we were on a streak. Me, like me and my group of friends going yeah. from like Philly and DC and now you're far. So I know so you get, once you come we, back. we were lucky. We got to see you guys all the time. Yeah. And, and I hope you, I hope, you know, we mean it. Like we really genuinely love all of you guys and all of the fan accounts. And like, it makes us feel so supported mm -hmm. and seen and yeah. yeah. One of our, yeah. I know you have to go like it. We know that you guys like mean it just by your, just how, genuine you guys are at, at stage show with us like you don't have to take that time and you take that time to talk to us and even like austin really did this like coming out of stage show he always looked shocked that there were people like they're waiting to yeah. see so it's just like really special it like it mean it means a lot to us that you guys take the time to to talk to all of us and actually like look at us and like i don't know it just means a lot so and we miss you you. <laughs> you guys are wonderful you're we how could we not you know yeah I know, but yeah. thank you so much. I know you have to go and do this show and crush it, but I'm so excited and so thankful that you were willing to do this and we, we finally made it work. I know, this, this was such a good time. And yeah. and thank you, like I, I, I have to thank you that this has just been a wonderful opportunity and it, and it kind of renews my, yes. you know, my love for all of this, just sitting here and talking about it with you. So I love hearing you all your stories. Yes. Thank I'm a you. talker. Sorry. No, I love it. I love hearing all the stories, like, because we don't get to hear all the little intricate things. Mm -hmm. So that was fun. But 
I hope you have a great show and please tell everybody I said hello and, and all of that, but I hope everything goes well and hopefully we'll see you probably Baltimore will be the next time. So. Cannot wait. Let exactly. us know. Let us know when yes. you're coming and we'll, we'll roll out the red carpet. Oh, thanks. thanks. Okay. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Preston. Yeah. Have a good yeah, Absolutely. Let's do it again sometime. Please. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Bye. Yeah. Everything about that conversation with Preston was just so much fun. And I told him in Baltimore after watching him as Christian that I can no longer like watch him fly through the air without thinking about what he's thinking about. That That response just caught me completely off guard and will just always be funny to me. But if you are in the Baltimore or surrounding areas, you can catch Preston and the tour in Baltimore until Sunday, December 17th, and then they hit the road and head to Providence, Rhode Island. So I hope I get the chance to talk to Preston again and other members of the tour cast. They are absolutely incredible. Those that have seen the tour have had nothing but positive things to say, and those that are looking forward to it in like upcoming weeks and months, I promise you will not be disappointed, especially with just being able to meet the members of the cast. If you are able to after the show, they are seriously some of the kindest people. We're lucky to have them. So thank you so much for listening today and for continuing to support this podcast. And if you are looking for more fun Aaron content or you know, a little chance to catch a recap of what Aaron was up to the last few days of this past week in London for the Rogers and Hammerstein 80th anniversary concert. You can find all of that on Instagram at Tivating underscore patiently and over on TikTok at Tivating patiently and hope to have you back here for episode 69.